You're listening to the Screw Podcast with Felicia Music Aliens. They're here to make you pay on a journey with them as they build you all the bottom spots while they're getting sex with nonchalance and a whole lot of crossfire curls. What's the difference between jelly and jam? <laughs> what? I can't jelly my dick up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and A-Love. What's up? Uh, yeah, so we're here. We're gonna start the show every week with a really stupid fucking joke. Where's the good joke? joke? I don't know, probably when I was in like fifth grade. Kill the bus. (laughs) So speaking of jamming shit up your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I finally got some rubber sheets. Did you jam them up here? No. Oh, oh, touche. You know, I'm just trying to connect, you know. Oh, a bad connection, but I'm okay with it. (laughs) Just keep going, you know, work through it. So I've wanted these forever, I have to say. Okay. And like, um. Why, wait, these specific ones? Have you ever had rubber? No, no, no. I mean, I've always done like every, every young boy into kink and just like grabbed like the shower curtain like the shower liner or like or like one of those blue tarps right blue tarps but blue tarps are really hard to like yeah to what I don't know they're very like they make a lot of noise oh they do make a lot of yeah, noise yeah they're like, like they're not very discreet no they're not discreet yeah they're not discreet and like you know they're also I'm, not very sexy like no. the, the feeling of them like no. if you have to like rub against it yeah and like, like it's I, a little too like bleh. I think after a while they also get cold and I believe like rubber conducts heat a little yeah, bit better. Rubber's like a sexier. Yeah. It's a, it's a sex. It's a sex uh, texture. Yeah. It's exactly. a texture. So I love <laughs> that this exists in the cake world. I have to say because it's like. <laughs> so wait, where do you where do you get your rubber well, sheets from, okay. Daddy? Well, so typically I probably would have gotten them at the Leatherman, um, but like. Who's the Leatherman? So the Leatherman, New York. Oh, it's a place. It's a place. It's not a man. Yeah, yeah. It's in the West Village. It is not a man to go to. Hello, I like the Leatherman, please. It's it's, uh, right on Christopher Street. Okay, so it's a store. That's awesome. It is. But, like, um, so they didn't have king size sheets. King size? Yeah. Or if they said kink size. King size. I think they were just out, but, like, I don't know. Because when you buy rubber sheets, it feels like an impulse purchase, even though... I've been wanting them for a long time. Mm-hmm. They're mad expensive in general. Like, what are we talking about for price So, range? like, on the low end, probably, like, 125 120 Damn, how big are these things? Are they, wait, it's a full-ass set of sheets, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, so, not always. The, the one I got, like, luckily, it has um, pillowcases and and the, the sheet. Oh, it's, like, the whole thing. Yeah, because, like, It's you know, a bed in a bag. It's yeah. A bed. Like, pillows are... Our pillows not usually props and sex sometimes, either to put your head a certain way or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. And if you're having... Oh, what's the term for this? Like, wet sex? Not, I mean, like, because I'm not just talking about, like, like water sports. Just, like, sex. Like, I'm not, I'm not talking scat either. Like, not for me anyways. I'm talking about, like... You know, just, like, No, sweaty, thank you. <laughs> you know, sweaty sex that's not going to stain the sheets kind of thing. Something you can, like... Like that's not gonna like. I mean, just a, some people jizz so much that right. like just the ejaculate and come over and time does leave them. I mean, you do have to remember you're talking about on behalf of men, women, most women squirt or or dribble yeah. or 
or ooze come, and when you ooze or dribble yeah. or squirt come, it goes. You know, you can make a mess if you do it right. No, so yeah, totally. Yeah. But I like so like. So anyway, I was just saying that yeah. there's other uses than what you're you're naming Absolutely, as well, yeah. absolutely, and like. You know, I've always been a pretty kinky guy, like, but kind of in like the nonchalant way we are about everything. Yeah, like piss on my face or yeah, don't. It's like, cool. Yeah. Exactly. Like I'm usually like I like that a person is a little kinky or a lot kinky, whatever. Um, but it doesn't have to be any particular kink for me. Like they just have to be kinky natured, <laughs> like deviant. Yeah. And not in, like, the DSM, you're exactly. a bad person kind of way. And, like, like incredibly open-minded about sex and gender and all these other things. So, like, um, you know, I've been lately, like, really enjoying, like, some of the, like, leather kink worlds, like, in a way more, like, intentional way. Okay. Um, mostly right now, well, I've been wearing, you know, a few harnesses and shit, and I love it. It's, like, really hot. And What do you love about it? how it feels against your skin, how you yeah. look in it. Yeah, I mean, like, so, it also feels like, it feels a little freeing to be, like, I don't know, like, I, I think it's really important, you know how political I am, I have to, like, phrase this in my head, like, I think it's important that you always have your own individual reasons for doing anything, especially in kink, and not letting you know, a group think or something, like, be the reason you're coming to something. Like, appreciate certain things, but put your own definition as to why you're doing this together. Okay. Make sure it's yours. Make sure it's not somebody else's. And, like, the leather in the BDSM community, like, you know, there's a lot of stereotypes around it, like, but, but like, there's a lot of different people doing this for a lot of different reasons, I guess right. that's what I'm saying. And so, I, I don't, like, when I'm trying to think about what I like about it, like, it's a loaded question, like, you know, I, I guess it does feel freeing. It feels deviant. It feels very non-status quo queer in general. And I like, it feels queer. Does it feel good to like also identify yourself as I'm a part of this specific community as well? It, it, Is that like a layer to it for you? Maybe not that specific community. I mean, like that doesn't bother me. Like I, I don't mind being associated with it. Like, no, I mean, I, I would celebrate being associated with it as long as it was like, well, what I mean is this, like, we don't have to say strictly BD, you're not walking around in, like, the horsey get-up with, like, the no. bridle, you're wearing a leather harness around your body. Women now wear leather harnesses on, uh, right. on the outside of their yeah. t-shirt. This right. isn't very, I guess I like, just think it, it does What I'm saying, though, way. when you're wearing just that walking down the street, yeah. whether you're in BDSM or whether you're just, like, a gay dude or right. a pan dude or a queer dude or a whatever dude or a dude that right. just is comfortable wearing that, right. which puts you in a different category as far as people walking down the street, right? Yeah. You get different type of attention. So, like, right. is that, like, do you kind of like being identified as, like, I'm in this, I don't, you might not necessarily know what kind of group I'm in, but I'm definitely not in your group because you have a shirt right. on and I don't, right? Like, I, I like, I like being, I That's like, what I meant by that yeah, initial yeah, yeah. question. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, I like feeling unapologetically queer. And I like So if that does that make you feel that way, like when you wear your harness down the street kind of thing? Yeah. Nice. It, it feels like I'm not asking permission to reveal to you anything about myself. That's beautiful. I'm just saying this is who this is part of who I am, this is part of what I'm doing. It's not even who I am. It's like I just like that it's saying I'm not gonna follow your script. And that's what I like the most about that, that part of the community and the wearing of the leather and 
And I do, because I am a, a sexual person. I very much like how it feels unapologetically sexual. Sexual, okay, cool. You yeah. know, and I know that that's, you know, I, I struggle with that idea a little bit politically because, you know, you don't, you don't want to, like, be forcing sex on people. So I don't, like, mean it that way, but I feel like it's something for other people that appreciate it as well. You know, there's a sexiness to it. And, like, I've also noticed, like, you know, places like the Eagle, like, there's not as much, like, leather wearing as I, like, one had hoped, you know, when you start going and exploring these places. Because I think there's people who are appreciating it as a fetish and, like, not thinking about the, the poly, like, the, the kind of political potential behind it. Right. I get what you're saying. You That's know? really cool. That's a cool way to look at it. Like... That's what I meant. Like, it definitely... Whatever reason you're wearing it for, right? right? Like, when you walk down the street, you stand out. And it's a cool thing, you know? I I think it's definitely a political statement walking down the street wearing something that is a piece of either... uh, Just sexuality, BDSM culture, something like that. And the good thing is, you know, you're saying, oh, I feel like it's a a fine line because of the whole idea of, like, forcing sex upon somebody. It's a very subtle, like... It's like a double entendre for a child. Like a to kid me, it's wouldn't almost know like that hanky code. You know, the yeah, exactly. Code. It's yeah. Like if you need to know about it, you know about it, and you can think a certain way about it. But if it's not your lifestyle, it's not it's just for your. You. It's, it's just an accessory. You. Get right. over it. You know. You know. Well, so I was talking to a lover the other day, kind of about this, like how, you know, I remember, like, you know, you're so vocal, like. I came out young, I remember all this politic, you know, being political about queerness from a young age and kind of like every kind of thing that I had to deal with was like a product of like being queer and like coming out and telling people and like, you know, kind of experiencing a lot of blowback like in the early 90s, like still from like identifying and, 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 and I've been thinking like, gosh, you know, with like how the 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 political field is right now and all this like hate that is like happening, it's like I am so sick of asking people's permission to be okay with my queerness. Hell yeah. That like fuck that shit. I'm done with that. If I do anything around queerness, like it is not <laughs> like like going to soften that queerness for anybody or make yeah. it more digestible. Right. And I, I don't even I wanna like come to the point where I'm not even considering. I like this idea that like anything I have to say is less valid or whatever or or that I should be you know I'll defended def- or exactly right, it's exactly. like fuck you for not being more evolved in twenty fucking nineteen fuck you for keeping your head in the sand for this long as the real struggles of fucking people in this world like I get it media is powerful we think stupid things but like. As far as queerness goes, the struggle has been going on for a long fucking time. Queerness has existed forever. It's like, we need to be done apologizing for it. Like, respect is due, pay it. Like, you know, the people who control these narratives, ah, I'm done with it. I agree. That was my rant, sorry. Oh man, I took Felicia's rant hour. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love it. I have I have nothing to rant about, and I like what you're ranting about. So yeah, it's not a rant. I mean, obviously, I don't like I I don't mean to like single out queers. Like, there's all sorts of people dealing with struggle, and all of, all of your struggles are just as valid. 
you know, and, and... I think it's just time to say that if you're in a marginalized group, take up as much space as you want and don't apologize for it ever again. It's, it's your time to not apologize for the space that you take up and for the voice that you have. What is it? There's an Earth Gang quote that's so like, uh, respect is not yours until you snatch it off their fingertips. Like, or something to that effect. Paraphrasing it. And I like that idea now. It's like, we're done asking for rights, we're taking them. <laughs> because they're ours to be had, because it's a good and decent thing. I got into this discussion with somebody online about the idea of not following laws that are unjust. You know, you have like a obligation, first and foremost, as a human being, when you understand that something is hurting or harming other people, to not support it just because it's legal. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and... And on the other side, you don't have to stop supporting something because it's illegal. Right, right, exactly. You know, like, laws are things made mostly by it was white once, men in power. Exactly. So. I mean, there was all sorts of ridiculous laws, you know, not even 40 years ago. Like, we got rid of them. We can do that again with anything. So, people yeah. need to, yeah. Like, we can't be compliant anymore about things we know that don't feel right. You know, and I know that's a struggle for a lot of others. I like how we went from rubber sheets to this political talk. Well, you know, these days, like... Anything that... Anything goes. I like it. These days, anything goes. Fuck yeah. But that's what I'm saying, man. I remember, like, growing up thinking we would be well past this by the time I was in my 40s. Hell no. It's really sad, too. You know, and this is where that idea of, like, you know, not to belabor it, but when we talk about concessions in our, in our political fights... We got gay marriage and the, and the war was over in our heads. And yeah, we still got brothers and sisters struggling with drug and alcohol abuse as a direct result well, of that oppression. Was, that was not half of 75% of our war to begin with. Would not, right. I don't know anybody that was fighting for fucking marriage rights. I know people that were fighting for human fucking equality. Right. But I don't know anybody that gave two flying shits about the right to marry aside from maybe a couple older couples that I knew. And other than that, I and and that was mostly for like adoption purposes. So they even had like an even bigger like, you know, bigger reason than themselves to want that marriage, which is even better to know. But like, that wasn't our fight. Our fight was fucking. That was just scratching the surface of what our fight was. You know, our fight meaning trans rights right. and, you know, equal rights for fucking everybody, no matter what their sexuality, gender fucking whatever they identify at you know it's just it's just I, horrible to think that we're so far from where we need to be i read somewhere this um this thing about when when gay marriage kind of went legal everywhere it was reported that uh 60 of same-sex couples that were living together got married like all that year as soon as it went legal and they're already all divorced <laughs> it's just such a tremendous uptake and when you look at it and like you know not to belabor it but the wedding industry is like a multi-billion dollar a year uh industry um you know there there is a significant like good reason for you know people who are interested about money on that level to make what was it, it was like a a bunch of the Fortune 500 companies signed to the Supreme Court letter urging them to support, you know, gay marriage being legal. 
because that's it. their pocket. Right? Everybody benefits from more, like, happy, heteronormative consumers. <laughs> While everybody else on the outside of, like, interest in that is left to rot or fucking die, I guess. So, but anyways. That was depressing. Well, so all I'm saying is you gotta have fun in between all that bullshit, and you have to. And just, you need rubber sheets to do so. And you need rubber sheets to do so. So go out and get yourself some rubber sheets. You know, just just for the fuck of it. You know. And in the words of the descendants, clean sheets mean a lot to a guy that sleeps on the floor. They were so not feminist. What a shitbag band. That I still love, but what a shitbag band. Let's talk about that another time. Who wants to come on? My uh, old, ye old hardcore fr- pals. Who wants to come talk about how many bands we all listen to and supported that have the worst fucking lyrics in the world? Not the overt ones, not the obvious yeah, ones. Yeah, not, the, not about. the neo-Nazis. No, not that. Nobody listens to that. Oh, okay, I don't have okay. those friends. Not the, I'm saying, like, not the, like, blood for blood, like... What's the, that? The fucking horrible music. But, um, not those bands, but, like, let's talk what about is, that like, shit. What is, what is the difference between these metal categories? Like, what's a death metal versus, like, just a heavy metal? Heavy metal's caca. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play you them so that you know what the difference sounds oh like. Oh my god, okay. Is yeah. there anything worse than, like, death metal? or? Death what? metal's fine. Death metal and black metal are fine. Well, fucking black metal? What heavy the Heavy metal is cockadoodle. What's black metal? It's like... Really, like, really... <laughs> is it like demon singing? <laughs> yeah, it's like... Oh my god. I've played you, like, Venom before. Oh Celtic yeah. Celtic Frost. That's true, I guess you have. And it's like, it, I... Oh, I'm so high, so I'm not gonna explain, like, the differences, right? So, like, I'm gonna sound like a fucking loser boozer right now but yeah I'll, I'll play you the difference you'll see it you'll oh hear God, it I'm you'll sorry. see it I'll you'll see touch it, it. you'll I, taste it uh, ooh. <laughs> we have to go record a video on the rooftop though oh shit what time is it's it it's naughty well the sun is gonna set in about soon let's go okay goodbye everybody thanks for tuning in you can follow us at fucking already follow us biatches yeah seriously come to our instagram and pimp us out cause you know we tell a truth our truth you know like I feel like we have a quality ass show people know about my labia they know about your bed sheets it's interesting I know you think there would be enough variety to kind of before gravity truly hits my body guys get me famous you know seriously like we we could be way more um (laughs) something or another if like naked yeah alright bye guys Bye. bye bye